Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. I'm Father Paul Rutten. And we're broadcasting this morning from St. Mary's Church in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's going to be a beautiful day. No stress. No. None. 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 Why would there be stress? I don't know. Because it's school starting. (laughs) But I'm excited. We have Michelle Majors on with us now. Good morning, Michelle. Thanks for joining us. You bet. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Michelle Majors, and my husband, Eric, and I, we actually belong to St. Catherine Drexel Parish for our church, but our kids, we have four boys, and our youngest three have attended St. Mary's School all the way through, and our youngest ones are twins, and they're in sixth grade this year at St. Mary's. Oh, wow. Congratulations. (laughs) We've made it. You've made it. Yes. Through this milestone. Yeah. I know. Such an accomplishment. So you said how many kids do you have? We have four boys. Four boys. Yep. Logan's 20. Dylan is 14 and starting his freshman year at O'Gorman High School. And okay. then Brady and Carter are 11 and at sixth grade here at St. Mary's. Okay. So then is your oldest going to college or? He went to Mitchell Tech and he's doing par linesman now. So oh, wow. Yeah. 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 On his own. Yes. You got him out yep. of the house. He's doing well. Yep. Doing well. Yep. Fly, little Yahoo! bird. <laughs> so as a parent, um, how, do, how has everything been going, going back to school for you? Really well. The boys were very excited to go back to school. Mm-hmm. I, you know, Dylan, our freshman, was just like, let's just do mass. Let's get this going. You know, they were just, you know, I feel like the end of last year went as well as it could have, but they were super excited to get back to seeing their friends and being in the classroom setting. And so, yeah, they've really ready for routine too. So they were very much ready to get back at it. Yeah, absolutely. I know Mm -hmm. I'm definitely ready for routine. It just makes life so much easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, and during the summertime, what was their situation? I know every parent has taken a different role um, on how they let their kids interact with other kids. Mm-hmm. How much interaction were they able to have with their friends during the summertime? Mm-hmm. So I would say at the end of the school year last year, they were pretty homebound. Yes. <laughs> and then but we went crazy. <laughs> as the summer went on, they go to what's called Eyes Up Sports. It's a Christian sports camp. Mm-hmm. And so they get to do a, a different sport each week and they get to do worship time. And so they were able to start that towards the end of June. So they had a few weeks that they were able to do that. And Dylan worked at that camp. He's been going there, our ninth grader. He's been going to that camp since he was a first grader. So then he was able to oh, work wow. it. So they were able to, you know, I feel like we were, we're respecting the virus and we definitely are taking sure. it seriously, but also trying to balance that with how important it is for them to have human interaction. Right. Yeah. So how have you been explaining it to your younger boys exactly what COVID is and then, you know... Um, you want I don't know the, the the good balance between scaring them mm-hmm. and but yet having them be respectful, like mm-hmm. you said. How have you explained COVID to them? Yeah, well I feel like my boys are at an age now where they they can understand things pretty well. So I mean, we just talk to them about it's a serious virus, um, talk about how it can be contracted. Mm-hmm. I was more nervous about them being around our grand you know, the grandparents. Sure. My dad is 73. He was actually the custodian at St. Mary's for like 30 years. And that's how my boys started going to St. Mary's. And 
but he is so close with my boys that he was not staying away, but just being very <laughs> cautious of wearing a mask yeah. when we can out in public, washing our hands, but, you know, and letting him know that it's, it's something that they could contract, but we just need to do everything we can to mm-hmm. try to protect against it. And I was just asking Brady last night, knowing I was going to do this today, like, how are you feeling? Go back to school. Are you worried about any of that? And he's like, no, you know, yeah. he just feels real. Knows it's an option, you know, something that could happen, but feels like we're doing what we can. Yeah, Yeah, and I think that's sort of in life. Like, Mm -hmm. you have to become aware of the real risks Mm -hmm. uh, and that there's all kinds of risks. Mm -hmm. uh, And so how do I accept the level of risk? What's my ability to mitigate it? And to what degree will I mitigate that risk uh, without it having other consequences and, you know, other actions that... Could, could be difficult. I'd re- I read a study where they talked about this, that there is a downside to our safe playgrounds. You know, I think about Terrace Park, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, they had this fire pole that if you would put it back up today, people would be like, you did what? I mean, like, you <laughs> climb this fire pole, like this ladder, and then you kind of have to reach out, and you slide down it, right. and it's, like, really dangerous. <laughs> and fun. Right. But the lady's theory is there is risk. Yeah. And and I have to assess it. And there, you know, there are many kids who got about five rungs up, and they're like, coming back down. Uh, and then you get a little further, and you know, but to respect it, like mm-hmm. you, it's not something, mm-hmm. it's not something just to play around right. on. And so they said, when you create such a safe environment mm-hmm. that a kid doesn't know real fear and risk, mm. because they're sort of told, well, it's always safe. We'll just make sure it's always safe. Right. And instead, at some point in the life mm-hmm. of a kid, to say. There's a risk yeah. when you ride your bike, mm-hmm. uh, when you skateboard, when you go on a date, mm-hmm. uh, when you you know do whatever you're doing. Now you have to assess this. Yes. Get in your car and drive. Hmm. Uh, and I think what we're trying to do is, at, at, as a world, try to figure out how do we live with this risk. Right. Yeah. And we don't really even know. Mm-hmm. And so we're getting more information and saying, okay, well, here's the protocols. You know, if you do these things, you're pretty well guaranteed you're not gonna have any problems yeah okay if you don't do them well it's gonna go up Mm -hmm. uh and then how do we let them live with that right Hmm. interesting so how has it been for you said you had a freshman at o'gorman what is what are they doing over there at the high school level yeah so he uh, i mean they're you know obviously wearing masks um they cannot go to their lockers in between classes. Okay. They can only get special passes just to try to really limit the amount of kids in the hallways and such. He's playing football this year. Okay. He's like, super excited about that. Which Real Presence Radio will be broadcasting, oh, by the way. <laughs> yes, he's very, very... And so he's just... <clears throat> he prays at night that they'll be able to have a season. But who knows? You know, we've right. been trying to really set him up like, you're going to practice as though you are. But you just got to realize that even if, if you guys stay healthy, you got to be able to have other teams to play too, right. you know. And right. so just, you know, we don't want to set him up going, you're not going to play, but we don't want him to just be devastated. So just kind of set him yeah. up for that. But I feel like they're doing a really good job of trying to put everything in a place that they can to keep the kids and the staff safe. Yeah. And the, it, and I think, you know, I, I love what you were saying, Father, about, you know, there's risk in everything that mm-hmm. we do, mm-hmm. you know. And and I've had, um, I work at the Mustard Seed with my mom once in oh, a while. Yep. And she has folks that come in and get frustrated with us because we're wearing masks. Mm-hmm. 
because we need to trust that God's going to save us and mm-hmm. not to wear the mask, you know? So, what would you say, you know, are we not trusting in God to take care of us if we're using these precautions? I know I'm putting you on the spot right now. No, no you know, uh, and, I, and I wrote this in our, our to the parish. The, the challenge I think that we face is, can I do what I do? And be aware that it impacts another person. Whether I wear a mask or not, Mm -hmm. that impacts another person. And I have to be aware of that. And to be able to say, Lord, is this this what you want me to do? Mm -hmm. Or are you asking me to do something different? And to really be able to say, you know what? I I, I do trust the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, But I also wear a Mm seatbelt. Now... You don't have to wear one. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, there's consequences or whatever. You know, now again, people will say, yeah, but you can get me sick. Well, you can also run into me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, and so there is, again, this risk. Mm-hmm. My life, your life. Um, and so to really say, am I wear? am I, be honest, am I wearing this simply out of fear? Mm-hmm. Or am I wearing it because from what I've gathered, the information I've looked at, this, I can wear it. I, I don't feel like I'm being coerced to wear it, and it has the potential to help. Okay. I feel like it's a sign of respect mm-hmm. for others. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't like me wearing it, well, that's your... Right. You have to ask the question, why do I feel like you're wearing it isn't a trust? Mm. Like, why am I putting upon another person mm-hmm. what, what I... Well, no, I have to be okay with it. Uh, it's kind of like the man on the roof. In the flood. Right. You know, and he gets two boats and a helicopter that come by to rescue him and he dies. And Sure. God, why didn't you save me? Well, I sent you two boats and a helicopter. Mm -hmm. And I think the hardest part (laughs) with all of this is we haven't done well being able to say, okay, maybe we're wrong and we're going to adjust this or that. So there's this underlying, which I think is of the devil, distrust for authority. Mm -hmm. Mm. Uh, so I don't trust them anymore, mm-hmm. you know, and it is hard. I get it yeah, because in the beginning they said two weeks. That's all we need. We need two <laughs> weeks. And I'm like, okay, I gave you my two weeks and now, yeah. uh, now, now what do I, now what do you, right. And so there's this, well, you said this wasn't needed mm-hmm. and now you say it is needed. And then, you know, and so, and I think the devil is running rampant with it. He's having fun. And so to really be able to say, well, I, I can wear this. I mean, if, if. If I can, you know, but to be able to really look within. Uh, and I think to help our kids. Mm-hmm. Like when they're struggling with something, to really say, well, let's let's really ask the Lord to help us. Mm-hmm. We'll do our due diligence. Mm-hmm. We'll do the research. You know, we'll look at things and we'll make a decision. Yeah. You know. Um, and it is such a new virus that where we started in March and where we are today right. has changed so much. At first, masks weren't effective and now they right. are. And so... I yeah. think it's just trusting the research, and it might change six months from now, but we're doing what we can yep. to try to keep people safe. Like you said, to respect others and just showing that we're trying to be a part of the solution. Well, and I, I, I get so, you know, to the point where I'm just like, you know, it's not that hard. I wear shoes every day. You wouldn't let me in Walmart without my shoes on, so let's just be nice. Mm-hmm. You know, that's always what I always tell my daughter. Let's just be nice. Yep. <laughs> let's be kind to one another. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like But it really is this real question of where does Christ 
come into my life to give me the ability mm -hmm. to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, mm -hmm. because we can also see sort of the the other side of it, and we can see where there's things where they're making people do things or not do things, and it's not right. Mm -hmm. You know, and so it really is this real challenge. Like, how do I discern that? Well, you know, if this is what they want, I don't feel like. It's First gonna, world problems right. sometimes is what I think. You know, and then when do I really need to step up and say, nope, this is wrong? Right. You know, so I look at like this unfortunate situation in, was it Nevada, where the state of Nevada will only let 50 people be in church, but casinos get 50%. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and so when you look at that and you say, well, should the church accept that and say, well, we're being nice? Right. Or is this a moment where the church should step up and say, what? You can't. Like, what? How does this work? Right. This is backwards. Like, like, they get to do this, but we don't. Mm -hmm. Like, so I think that's maybe the, the other challenge is to say, at what point would we as a Christian say, no, we're not going right. to do this? Yeah, there is that line. But, but again, I, I think it's this idea of how do we help people find Christ in the midst of it mm -hmm. um, to find peace? Because otherwise, there's anxiety. Now, whether it's right or wrong, I've stopped watching the news. <laughs> because I, I think the smartest thing either. you've done. Because yeah. I really think that it feeds yeah. it. Yeah. It you does. know, like it's this constant. Yep. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, this is not healthy for me. Mm -hmm. You know, and so. Not that you're, not that you're um, wanting well, to be ignorant either. No. Right? And so I still have places that I look to find yep, it. Right. Yep. But I've stopped turning yeah. the TV on because it's just this, it's not healthy. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes that's that other question for us. You know, when my mom was alive, I used to always say, I could tell when she was watching the news too much. <laughs> because she would just get anxious about whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. Whatever. It didn't matter what it was. Right. But I'm like, Mom, could you t t turn turn off the news? Yeah. But, but. I'm like, Turn it on to EWTN. Turn, yep, yep. <laughs> Let's go back to Mother Angelica, Mom. <laughs> you know, and I don't know, you know, like with your kids, to try to help them have that perspective. Like, yeah. How do you keep them focused in a way... That it's healthy. Like. Yeah. Yeah, and I honestly, we don't really watch the news at home. Like, I, I do get on Kelland every day and kind of just stay mm -hmm. up, to, up to Yeah, on what the numbers are and stuff in our state and, and nationwide. But, you know, and we don't, like, shelter them from the information, definitely share with them. But that's one thing that we just don't really do is try to give, you know, let's just sit and kind of fester through this. It's not right. healthy for anybody, you know, right. so... Any thoughts, um, we only have about a minute or two left, any thoughts for other parents out there for who um, are sending their kids or about to send their kids and they might be anxious? You know, I, I mean, I know it's been just a personal decision for everybody. I know some parents are choosing to keep their kids home right mm -hmm. now, and I think that's absolutely fine. Um, and then for us that chose to send our kids, that's fine too. You know, you have to do what's best for your right. kid, for your family. Um. I am trusting in the Lord that no matter what happens, that that was kind of the yeah. plan, right? Yeah. And and um, but so again, we're doing everything that we can, knowing that yes, there is risk involved, as you said. But in my world, I I work in prevention, and we talk just kind of what Father was sure. saying as far as there's always risk to um, as your kids grow up driving a car, and so they need that guidance from their parents. Mm -hmm. They need that guidance from their faith to help them through that. Otherwise, they're going to naturally make unhealthy risks just because their prefrontal cortex isn't completely developed, right? So as parents, <laughs> yeah. we just have to try to 
um, guide them as best as we can, you know, and not scare them, but give them the facts. And then I, I appreciate that they're wearing masks and washing hands and doing what we can. Right. right. Absolutely. Well, and that's a good reminder, even though they might at times seem mature, they're not. <laughs> no. No. God I mean, yeah, yeah, every year you see how much they grow and yeah. mature, and it's amazing. But, yeah, they are still, yeah, I mean, they think the prefrontal cortex isn't developed to, like, 25 now. Right, right. And so, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> so our jobs are never done as parents. <laughs> right, right. Lots of education. Well, thank you so much for joining us yeah, this you morning. Bet. It's been a pleasure, and prayers for your boys, and thank that they you. all have good school years, and we'll see what happens with football. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know. I don't understand how they'll figure all this out, but hey, not my job. Nope. Not my <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. And I, I, I pray they stay safe. But mm-hmm. again, he is so excited, you know, and you just want them to have those opportunities to engage with yeah. Yeah. others. So yeah. appreciate being here today. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming. Thank you so yeah. much. All right. Well, that was Michelle Major. She was joining us, and she is a mother of two sixth graders and a freshman at O'Gorman. Um, Father, we're going to take another quick break, and when All we right. come back, banter time. Uh-oh. I, I better get ready for You this. better get ready, because I don't know what we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Real Presence Live in just a minute. <laughs> 